This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the first episode of Gore Buddies starring your own Anthony Gallo. What's up? Say what's up, What's man. up? Hey, I'm- hey, and I'm, <laughs> I'm Pete Hoffman. You know me as the Hoff on WFAN's Tiki and Tierney show. Uh, also part of Rico Bronya. If you listen to that, I also do my own MMA show. And Anthony Gallo is... Is Boomer Gio's bitch. <laughs> he is. He's the digital king. Aren't, aren't you like the digital director? Is that well, what they're up to now? I'm the digital director of Boomer and Geo content. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, so but you... Assistant dummy content creator. Are you part of Dummy Carton? I, he's, I feel like he's my adopted son. Or... Uh, I'm a, he's my nephew. He's really Izzo's son. <laughs> he he is Izzo's baby. Yes, that's for sure. Yes. So what we are doing here, this is the first episode of Gore Buddies. This is a horror-based Hell podcast. Yes. And Anthony Gallo and myself, we talk about horror movies basically on a daily basis. We don't talk about sports, actually. We just do nothing. When we, don't, when we aren't yelling about sports, we're usually agreeing about <laughs> horror stuff. Exactly. So this is where we want to break down. We want to do. We want to go through some new shows that have hit, whether it's TV shows, movies, whatever it is. Maybe do some watch-alongs eventually. Yes. We'll get to there. Have some interviews with some awesome guests. Who knows? Revisit some classics. Uh, which is numero uno on the list. Uh, but first of all, this is the origin story because we need to know how Anthony Gallo and I, myself, the Hoff, Pete Hoffman, got into horror movies. So, Anthony Gallo, give me your origin story. Where did it all stem from? Where did it all start? So, first, I have to shout out my cousin Larry James because he we stole every one of his movies. But it really started, we had my cousin Joseph and me had the thriller VHS, but at the end of it, had the making of. And yes. the making of had like, it was for six, seven year old was terrifying. But it really is what, do, it's why I'm a huge horror fan. It's also, if we're talking like subgenres, why zombie movies are my favorite. So it really started everything off. And then it just, it started with zombie movies, Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead. All the of the deads. So, so you watch Michael Jackson. You watch him doing a dance. Now, is it were you wrapped into it because it was cool that they were doing the music? Well, and I the liked dancing, Michael Jackson, it- but it was also the mm. zombie aspect of it because it was like a movie. The, the, oh my god, it was bad. The videos were so much. Obviously, you're a little older than I am, but like when I was growing up, videos were just big butts. Really, yeah. it was essentially what it was. No offense, but those were like real movies. Like it was. I think the entire video, the original release, was like eight minutes long. Yeah. Like, it was a, it felt like a movie, and that was like my introduction to it, because my mom, my mom and my sister are not horror movie people. I grew up with my mom, so like, it was not something we watched, but that got me into it. And then, we watched The Night of the Living Dead in black and white. Right. And that wasn't as scary to me, I guess, because it wasn't black and white, but I loved it. So, I gotta break down the Michael Jackson thing for a second, because... 
the thriller, there was a bunch of different elements to it. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's the original Michael Jackson playing his normal self. Mm -hmm. Then there's the zombie Michael Jackson. But my favorite part of the, my favorite character in that was when he turns into a werewolf. Yes. Like that one. And the cat eyes at the end. Yeah, dude, that was badass. And that's why I think you and I are different because you're more zombie-esque. I'm more into like the character slasher yeah. and and the monsters and stuff like that of the world. So I like post-apocalyptic. See, yeah, exa- exactly. I'm into the monsters. I almost nailed that word, by the yeah, way. It was very close. It was that was almost the name of the podcast. We <laughs> chose to just go gore yeah. buddies because it's easier to say. But that's so we're gonna differ a lot because I'm more like the monsters are cool. I love zombies, but monsters are like the badass elements that I love. 100. And then um, before like we we wrap up like well with my part, the other thing was. Uh, it introduced me to I'm forgetting his name, but what's his name? The horror voice. Um, is Mr. it Price? Yes, he's on that album. Yes, of he's course. not just on the throw. He's on the album when you get like when is they. Is he really? He's. I think he's the intro to the album. And when they re-released it, the 25th anniversary, he had a bunch of parts on it. So it was like that's obviously later. I was in high school when that released, but. That was kind of my intro. Who's Vincent Price? And like, and I just we should definitely have to. We have to do some sort of Vincent Price yeah, like just montage a, yeah. or like just watch one. Like a Wes Craven one too. Oh well, that, that we have that's a bunch totally of ideas. We just like wanted to get an intro. Yeah, thing we, in. we were so excited to talk about horror movies. They're like, just go in the studio. We'll talk for twenty minutes yes. or whatever it's going to be. This is an intro. So this is the, the right first, direction. Like, exactly. We have to start it up. So uh, it's interesting though because Vincent Price, some of my favorite movies were again he's just like a little cameo towards the yes. end of his career. Edward Scissorhands was fantastic, yes. and again, he was part of that. And he's he's a voice of a lot of different things, if I'm correct. Not just horror stuff, but yeah. No, no, definitely, definitely not just horror movies. So you led to the zombies, led to Vincent Price, and then you started just to go into... Yeah, because then, well, then we started going, th- again, going through my cousin. We would watch zombie movies, but then once I realized, like, this is not that scary, as I'm getting older, 10, 11, 12... We started stealing Jason, or Friday the 13th, yes. the Freddy Krueger movies. And Freddy Krueger used to terrify me. Out of all of those, the slasher movies I liked, but the one that scared me was Freddy Krueger. 100%. And Hellraiser, but I didn't see Hellraiser until I got to like high school. First of all, I can say a name, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Hellraiser, my fault. How dare you? You almost called yes. a Jason. You called a Jason and Freddy. Jason you didn't and say Freddy. Nightmare on Elm Street. Semantics. Hellraiser. Friday thirteenth. We're doing a horror sh- horror uh, horror podcast here, not some uh, like rigmarole talk radio show. This is very true. This is a serious thing. <laughs> to deflect though, enough about me. <laughs> what is your origin story? So because you've I, never told me. So my original horror, which if you look back now, it's completely different. I loved Jaws. That was the first real dip into mm-hmm. any horror show, whatever it was. I just loved sharks, so I loved Jaws. I was obsessed with every single one of those. And then it got to, I forgot, it, Monster Squad was a little bit after, Great I movie. think. Amazing movie. But Nightmare on Elm Street was really how I jumped into the, the the scares, you know? And I remember sitting in my house. I was watching an old black and white TV that my parents had. And they didn't want me watching it, but I remember the opening scene of a Nightmare on Elm Street I was like, what is this thing? It's kind of crazy. And then you see the knife comes out, and I stopped it. I, I, I just did not go back to mm-hmm. it. I'm like, I don't know if I could do this. But I got the willpower to eventually watch the first one, and I got hooked. Now, I couldn't sleep for, like, uh, out days after that because I was very young. I was probably, like, not even 10 years old, but scared the crap out of me. But that put me into, like, oh, I need to see more mm-hmm. like this. And I remember having a babysitter <laughs> that around the same time, too, maybe even before that, it wasn't the blob, but it was something like that that she was watching, and I was watching with her. It might have been Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something the like that. 
terrifying. Oh, it, was, it was awful. And but I remember watching and getting glimpses of it and being like, this this is frightening. This is scary as all hell. So that just built along the lines. And a never-ending story was one of my favorite movies. And the most depressing, scariest part of that movie is the freaking wolf. And I used to like oh. sit there. My my way of deflecting anything that scared me in jumps, because here's the other thing. We'll get to the jumps aspect of, of horror movies. I can't deal with jumps very well. I get scared very easily. Like I'll jump out of a seat in a second. So I would sit I there. I love it. I, would, I love to get the jump scare. Oh, 100%. But, but I still have those nervous tics. So I'll sit there. When I used to watch Never Ending Story, I have this wolf pop out. But I have my fingers in my ears because the sound was the worst right. part. I could watch it happen. I did, it was the combination of the, of the sound of the wolf and the jump and everything would throw me off. So that led me to I'm obsessed. And that turned into like the wolves and the the monsters right. and the howlings of the world. So I went through all of these different levels. But I like the zombies. I've never been as obsessed with zombies, but I like the the scary monsters. Right. So I, like my parents too. Like my I have uncles that are like and my mother too were really big on like swamp things of the, the world right. and like the old also a superhero DC. Maybe not even just swamp thing, but more like just just anything. Old school, the Draculas of the world. The um, we're watching Blackula for crying out loud. Right. Another one. Well, to be fair, you know what's funny is for the younger listeners, you know, zombies are the mate are our own their own genre. Yes, Night of the Living Dead kind of kick is one of the more pinnacle horror movies. But zombies really, it wasn't till like two, the the remake of Dawn of the Dead and the Resident Evil releases that and Shaun of the Dead that zombie movies really exploded. That oh now my everything's god, zombies. they were because it was it was gone for a while because it was really just the, the slashers films it was the screams that took yes. over it was i know you did last summers like the wolf in, creek wolf oh dude a hundred percent the the late 90s was all about these mm -hmm. let's try to get another slasher in there try to see what we could do get this one like you know crazy character and try to keep them bringing it right. back over and over and over and then zombies took over that's what that's where my wife uh you'll talk to her she wants to come on yes, this is course. the only podcast she's ever wanted to come on is this she told me i have to she's horror started, certified she wants to come on and talk about cold classics and like she likes the uh, obviously Night of the Living Dead, but like um, what's the what's the Baby Jane one that I'm gonna forget? She loves Psycho. She Rosemary, loves, not Rosemary, but Baby there's Jane. I can't remember the name of this. Yeah. She's gonna kill me if she listens to this already. That this is how dead I'm gonna be when I go home. Point is, she has so many different. She loves Hitchcock. She loves all that stuff. The cult classics of the of those that those genres right. of horror movies. It's so many different levels. Because again, I grew up in a Dracula, Wolfman. All that type of stuff. That's why Monster Squad was like, oh my God, combine it together. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Another movie that scared me when I was young, too, because you bring up Hitchcock, is Birds. Yes. The scene with the woman in the, the booth, terrifying. And now you watch it, we're older, you laugh. You know, because it's so... It's so cheesy. It is, but that's that's the genius but of it. not all of his movies, because some of them, like, like uh, Rear Window holds up, uh, Psycho holds up, but Birds, because the special effects are just not there. <laughs> no. Even even Dawn of the Dead, the original, is like one of my five favorite movies. If you watch it with someone who never saw it and doesn't have that nostalgia, it's cheesy to them. The zombies are blue. They're jumping off trampolines to get hit by the car. <laughs> well, I just watched, I rewatched Jaws with my, with JD, who's now 13. I watched it with him when he was around eight years old, I want to say. And I was trying to like, I was worried about like, maybe have to hold his eyes. He's scared of some stuff. And he looked at me going like, it looks fake. Like, it doesn't do oh, anything late. for me. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm heartbroken because I used to, like, pee my pants watching that movie. Like, the scene when the when Jaws is eating, I forget, now I'm going to blow his name, but the character at the end of, the, of Jaws 1, the original. Oh, it's the, what's his name? Bro, not Brody, but 
Uh, yeah, oh. exactly. We're, we're uh, wow, we're old. Our brains don't. I yeah. smoke a lot of weed, so. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of references that we forget while we record this podcast. This is morning show. When we're talking about specific movies, we will have the deets. I will, yeah, we're just kind of like rummaging through our origins. So, that, exactly. Um, but that, my point is that in that scene itself, you're sitting there going like, holy crap. This When I was a kid, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. He's dying. Mm-hmm. And my kid's like, yeah, it's fake. Well, I always think, because I showed my college roommates to go back to the Dawn of the Dead thing, I showed them the Dawn of the Dead, and their reaction was so poor to it that I was, like, disappointed. I feel like when it comes to older movies like that, that the special effects might not hold up. Because Night of Living Dead holds up. The black and white saves it, though, because you don't see the, the cheesiness of the blood. Right. And, like, they're eating the brain, the horror. It looks real. But, like, if you saw it when, if, when you first could appreciate it, I think you could still appreciate it now. But for, like, J.D., he's seeing it after he probably shot a shark in Call of Duty today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He hasn't, this is, pays no mind. He's probably seen, uh, was it, uh, not Sharknado, but Megalodon. Or yeah, Megalodon Sharknado, or funny movie. By the way, speaking of, that's another uh, or genre of horror that I think is really underappreciated right now. Because we're right now into a very, I think it's more of like a, worldly zombie apocalyptic mm-hmm. type of genre a lot theme, of remakes ho- too. Ho- horror theme and they're trying to do some thrashers uh slashers that aren't really scream is still around uh that's coming around again the saws kind of are done but i feel like the zombies are really taking over and that's that's really where they're mm-hmm. focused on um but one thing that was popular in the late 90s early 2000s was the comedy horror like we yeah. talked about idle hands was a movie that yes. was like Hysterical. Shaun of the but, Dead might be my all-time favorite movie. Oh my god, it was brilliant. And you look at like there were some really funny horror movies. I don't remember the last funny horror movie that I saw that wasn't purposefully funny. Like there's some movies I watched that are like Sh- Shark Attack Three, Megalodon. That is by far one of the worst movies in the world. But it's funny because it's so bad. It's funny because it's so bad. Like that that has one of the most iconic lines in history of film, which I don't think you know. We'll break it down another day. But you talk about that awful movie, but it was serious. Like, what other real comedy horror is out there? I guess, well, like, I watch a lot of bad horror movies that end up being funny because they're bad. I don't necessarily like them. Actually, we talk about Pedro Pascal a lot. Mm. The last funny comedy, horror comedy I saw is called um, Bloodsucking Bastards, and it's about an office that gets turned into vampires for efficiency. And the head vampire is Pedro Pascal, and it's hilarious. It's a it's a low budget movie, but it's it works and it's hilarious. I feel like I've he's recent? the only guy in it that I think is noteworthy. It's like a really good. It's essentially like the way I feel about it is is if Seth Rogen did a vampire movie comedy. Like it kind of has that maybe a little bit of a stoner feel, but it's very funny. Pedro Pascal is he's great brilliant. in it. He's brilliant. In he plays the good comedy part, and it's like a slacker thing. It's like I, there's a lot of things that merge into it. But you're right, most of them. Or if I'm laughing at something, it's unintentional. Right. Um, Smile, I liked it. I thought I laughed at it a lot, and I don't think that was the purpose of the movie. Really? You laughed at it? See, now— Well, because there's times when they're smiling. It's not till you get deeper. The beginning part is scary with the patient, if you haven't seen it. I'm sorry. But, like, the the (laughs) longer you get into it, there's scenes where they're smiling, and you can't help but laugh at it. So, Megan— is a movie that now have you watched that yet? No, I'm going. So, to. so I haven't watched Smile. You haven't watched Megan, which is good. We'll do episodes of all these and more. Megan is a movie where I tried not to tell my wife anything about it because to me it was one of those movies where she was gonna love it. I mm-hmm. knew it from the start. The, my kids loved it. Again, my I had to beg my 13 year old to go. Now he's 13. I had to beg. I had to beg my 13 year old to come with me to go see it with my nine year old because my nine year old's begging to watch it. 
he, they both loved it. Like, my, JD walked out of there going, like, that movie was really good. And Nicholas, nine-year-old, went back and saw it with my wife. And this is a movie where there were so many moments where I had, I just busted out laughing. And I was like, I couldn't believe that this is going on. And it's kind of like, I, they know that in the movie, this is going to get a laugh. There's no doubt in my mind that they, 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 they know that. I thought of one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Cabin in the Woods. That's a comedy. That's not a comedy. You don't it's think a great so? movie. It's not a comedy. I thought it was. I loved it. That's Josh Whedon. Yes. And it's amazing. And it's got. It's, it's brilliant. It's got Hemsworth Hel- so, is in it. All right. So Josh. The see, dad from, uh, from Step Brothers in it. The bad yes. guy for Billy Madison. All right. So here's the thing, though. So you have to understand this. Josh Whedon is like my 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 teenagerhood because Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one I think of my. That's Josh Whedon. Yes. Oh no, one hundred percent. Because because Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my all time favorite TV show. It's crazy. It sounds like it's too, it was too old for me, but like when I was like came out, I think in ninety six. So I'm like fourteen years old. I got a crush on Sarah Michelle Gellar because she's smoking hot. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say, and I love my wife Nicole. Uh, but that being <laughs> said, though. I think you can give up the dream. Yeah, <laughs> but that being but that being, that being said though, it was a, it was a great show, and he did a brilliant job of putting together live act like a, a great Good action, great action, great story, decent scares at times. To be honest with you, when you go through that show, there are some really right. dark and scary moments mm-hmm. to that show, and then. It had the comedy to it as right. well, and that's Cabin in the Woods in a nutshell. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, so, I guess you're right because it actually doesn't get funny till the end. Right, where they're like they think that you think the movie's over, and then they peel it back to like the, the the whole network. Right, which right. is one of my favorite scenes in a movie is when that all gets spoiled just because you get it's like a royal rumble of monsters. So we are gonna have there's gonna be so many different levels. There's different levels to this. That's one of my favorite quote, quotes from Corey Anderson in MMA. You have seen a big fan, uh, but there's levels to this. So we need to go through like the top ten reveals, the top ten horror movies of all time, the top ten comedy horror. Right. We have to do all this stuff, and we're gonna try to maybe get some, maybe we can find a way to get some interaction here too with some people that are big in horror. Yes. I have a big group of of Twitter following that I see that are big into horror. You have tons of fa- fans too, or friends or whatever it is. So we need to find a way to like get those like get some lists going into yes. what we could create. Well, ask everyone and and. We obviously, hopefully, you know, if this takes off, maybe we add a video feature. There's so many things. We'll dedicate. We could do a night of the We could do just 
uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and talk about all of them. Jason, I just watched Jason and Takes Manhattan. Or what, is it Jason Takes Manhattan? Hell yeah. It's one of the worst out of all of them, but I love it. No, that's the best one. What are you talking about? The best. Okay, this is why we have to yeah. go and break See, these down. And we have to do the trailer thing. This is what they, this is one thing that's exciting me because I saw, did this the other day. Someone get, put up randomly a trailer to the Blob, and now I haven't the watched remake the remake in the eighties. The remake in the eighties, and I haven't watched the Blob in forever. And the last time I watched it was on like W Picks or whatever it is when it was like the commercials were, were in there, so there's a lot of things edited out. But to watch that trailer to see how kind of awesomely terrible it looked, like it makes me like want to go back to like what were some really good trailers, what were bad trailers. Some because here's the thing too. Now I'm an idiot. I watched so many trailers and never really realized how many people like the the stories were told in those trailers in two minutes. Nicholas told me in in Megan basically the entire story of of Megan in the two minute trailer he saw before we watched. Like, I know what's gonna happen here, 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 here. I do not watch trailers. I didn't watch a single trailer for The Last of Us. I didn't watch a single trailer for the Lord of the Rings series. I try to avoid them unless it's something I don't know anything about and I, I want to be sold on it. Right. If I'm already going to see it, no matter how bad I might think it is, I, I like the Resident Evil, I was actually presently surprised with the last Resident Evil, but like I, I watched a trailer for that even though I felt like it was going to be bad. But if it's something I know I'm going to go see no matter what, I won't watch the trailer because I don't want it because they spoil too much now. They do they do spoil so much, which is that I never realized that back, the, back in the day. Plus, my memory is so bad. So I'm able to just kind of like watch it and not just, I want to go back and watch that, but I I forgot I, what happened. I noticed it when Return of the King came out. I saw Return of the King, and then I saw a trailer for it the next day, and I was like, they spoil. Like, you, if you read the books, obviously you're not being, but I'm like, they spoiled a lot for people in the trailer. A trailer that holds up, and we'll obviously go through it, but The Night of the Living Dead, because the black and white, yes. and it's only like a 10-second hit, and it's very, like, just the worst parts of the movie. And it was, I'm like, this is a good trailer. But then I'll go back and watch a trailer for, like, one of the uh, Freddy Krueger movies, or any of those big slashers, and they're kind of, che- like, cheesy. Um, so we need to, I need to know from you, we need to get, wh- as far as you have, the, you have the zombie aspect of it, you have some sort of slasher feel to it. What about the? Religious- I do watch everything, but I get what you're saying. What, yeah, but- what about the like, the religious movies? Like, for example, oh, I love. Well, I love occult stuff, and I love first person horror uh, or shaky. What do we call it now? Uh, I mean, it was ca- the 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 the, the live found footage. Found footage is what. what found you, footage is that what they call I it? guess that's what you would call it. Blair but, Witch, you mean? You know, yeah, I love that, and that delves a lot with religion. There's a lot of exorcism, like the exorcism mm-hmm. Emily Rose. Um, Which was a fantastic. Yes, thing. they tried to remake that into a second one. That wasn't as great. I think it's like the act, the possession. There's something with the older woman. Yeah, the older when it's the mom and she's like they don't think they think she. Is it Deborah? It's I gotta look it up. I I I know what you're talking. It's about. on like I have a list of stuff that I did. Doing I feel like now here's the thing though, right? With the religious ones, like obviously the Exorcist is a classic. The Exorcism of Emily Rose was done amazingly. Now I I, I did like the. Um, Jeez, I'm I'm drawing a blank. It mm-hmm. was uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on her name. She's got the Gab- Gabriel Burns is the the lead. Um, damn it, there are some that that are very much s- too similar, which is why like they, oh, oh the the formula is they, the formula is, is so much the same. It's like I think it's the last right is one of them. Yes, it's uh, well it's, the, there's also the one that's it's the last right is a movie movie. I think that's the one with Anthony Hopkins. Yes, which is good. It's a well, right? Because I'm talking about movie, movie. But you're right. Like, I don't mind the handheld ones, which is you said found footage, which is interesting. But even those follow a certain format. I'm trying to find one that's not. It's found footage, but it's also a movie. It's a. I just watched it on Shutter the other day. 
Uh, is it is it Hoy the, is it uh not end of days no, no Six no, stigmata by the way is the other movie i really one. like fantastic again that's not found footage that's just a good movie in my opinion but um uh what is it a from above so below is that great what that's a good one is that found footage that's found i would say that's found footage that's what i mean though anything that's filmed from a first person view like uh jerusalem with the z like that, i never watched that that was okay. a zombie one no no no, no. it's more Apocalyptic, like like uh, okay. like Armageddon type of thing, Interesting. but um, like end of days, but it, 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 like it, not the movie end of days, but it's like an end of day yes, scenario. Yes. That, but that's what I consider found footage. Like even um, uh, I mean Diary of the Dead, George Romero made one. You really do love these. Zombies. I do anything George Romero. I do love too. I do think he's the best at that oh, genre. No he created it, but I think he was the best at Zombieland. Great. Where is that? That's a zombie comedy. That, that's the last good co- zombie. That's comedy. like a great movie though. The it second is. one was eh. The second one was a comedy sequel. It was okay. You laughed, no but one, you, you. No one could outdo what they did in the first Zombie Land. There was the movie was great, creativity, itself, and then it had the best cameo I think of any single yes. horror film. Yes, ever. if you have it, Bill Murray. I don't want to spoil. Yeah. If you have it, spoil. But it's also it, the beginning is it's it's one of the best opening credits also. Oh yeah, and it's it works. It's funny. They have jump scares. And it's good action. Woody Harrelson's great in it. Yeah. Um, everyone Emma in that Stone. movie. Yeah, Emma Stone's were, great. I forget great. what the younger woman's name is. She's obviously like my age. Now, do you do TV shows? Obviously, we talked about The Last of Us. We've talked about The Walking oh, Dead. Do. But is there any, like, Scream Queens? Did you watch Scream Queens at all? No. Uh, I did watch American Slasher, Horror. which is like three. Slasher. Slasher's on now. Netflix. I like that. That is their individual seasons. They're like 10-episode seasons. And they follow a serial killer slasher type. And each one of them, they're like who done it type things too. Is it is it supposed to be it's like a Netflix original? Is it a documentary? Type no, 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 no. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's set it's a TV show. It's not it's not firsthand. It's not a found footage. Why did you ever tell me about this? I, you tell me we talk I might about have. we talk. No, that's not true because you took last thing you kept on telling me to watch. This was a long was time it. ago that I watched it though. I was this is was it, like 2019. They, so they didn't really renew they it. They have obviously. three seasons. I don't remember when the last one was, but they're all very good in my opinion. They're good if you like the slasher. Theme, I do like which like. you would like, and they're good. And uh, as far as ho- I watch any zombie horror show out there, spinoffs of Walking Dead, anything, I watch it. Z Nation. See, here's the thing: is though, w- tell me why Z Nation, great show. Z Nation was great. Black Summer, good show. See, I didn't watch the Black Summer. I, it's funny High because school, uh, Z Nation was was amazing. They were going all over the place with, zomb- with zombies, but Z Nation was really good. But it was very it's comedy. Very hokey. And then Black but Summer's Black like a Summer spinoff season, of it. But, but it's spinoff, but it's dark. I don't think it's the same directors. I think that was just somebody Clearly else. not. Um, well, I, I just watched... I, I love Twilight Zone. I consider that horror. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's especially the older ones. The newer ones were more like, how can I give you like a brain blast? So, wait. So, go. let's I go back. I wanted to say where, something else. Where, where, where is... Which we can curse. It's a podcast. Fair. Fine. When did you, your first stuff really came about in the 80s. Where 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 would you say eighties? Well, I'm ninety one. It was my birthday. What's your genre? Where, where does your genre start? The zombie sixty nine. Sixty nine. Nice. Okay. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. No, yeah, that's when Night of the Living Dead came out. Seventy three. There's a pattern here. I think is when Dawn of the Dead came out. It was either seventy three or seventy eight, and then eighty something is when Day of the Dead came out. Frankenstein. Now, and, if we're talking about the eighties, we talk about stuff that scared me. You talked about Nightmare on Elm Street. The scene with Johnny Depp when he gets sucked into the bed, amazing, terrified me. Amazing. That's what kind of got me scared. That was like my first. I can't watch the rest of this movie moment. So this is going to be the goal of this podcast. We've got twenty five minutes deep already into it, but the goal of this podcast is to really 
uh, dive into all this stuff that we've just discussed in about 20 minutes, but really like break it down a lot more. More like, focus. And it won't all be zombies, I swear. And, and, no, well, and, and, <laughs> I, will, I won't hijack the will, conversation with zombies. Def- there will definitely be an episode or two de- dedicated to zombies, but I want to dedicate like the best slasher. Uh, Psychological horrors. Yeah, that. Best, so, who, like, uh, like, like, uh, who, like, know what you did last summer? Like, the, I, those, the, those rem- the remakes, too. Because oh, we can do best too, remakes. Because there are some really good remakes. By the way, there's a new, uh, there's a new, not Walking Dead, there's a new, not Army of Darkness, but take it back a step further. What was before Army of Darkness? Oh, de- uh, Dead Alive. Yeah. Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Dead Alive is the second one, right? Yes. No. It doesn't matter. Evil Dead, you were right. There's yes. a new Evil Dead that looks that's very a, scary. That's scary. It's not the Army of Darkness like comedy vibe. Right. And the original Evil Dead, people laugh at it, but if you go back and watch it, it's creepy. It's not supposed to be funny, and that's the thing we talked about. Like it's not. If those, you saw it in the moment, it probably those better. are not supposed to be funny. And I think funny. this is not a continuation of the other remakes of the Evil Dead. I think this is a continuation of the original Evil Dead. Remember, they made that remake. Didn't they have a a, a remake in? Like the early 2000s or something yeah, like that. I thought that was really good, actually. But I mean, I like this that. one, I think is more towards the original stuff. Like the Resident Evil movie that came out two years ago is more towards the game and the canon than it is towards the Mila Djokovic. Um, I didn't even know they made a remake. It actually, if you played the, I would say this: if you're sick of Resident Evil, don't watch it. But if you're a fan of the games, you'll appreciate it. I appreciate it. The, the the Resident Evil movies were probably some of the best movies that I saw. And then it just they're more a, they're more actiony. Besides the first one, they're more actiony. The first one was amazing. It's terrifying. The, the the second one was pretty good too. And then it started to take a turn for but like the second. Uh, you have Omar Epson or Mike Epson in, and it's it's more funny. Yeah, but there. Uh, we just talked about it. Hellraiser. Hellraiser is very. The they new just one came is out with a remake. Good job. The, the Predator was pretty. pretty, pretty Pre- good. Prey was awesome. Amazing. Well, the thing is with Prey, though, I was never scared. Not supposed to be scary. But again, there's different levels. Different yes. levels. To Not the everything's horror. gonna have to scare us to be hard. Exactly. So there's a lot to get into. We're bringing some other guests. It won't just be me and Gallo just going back and forth about zombies and who's better than this, this person, that person, the other thing. But this, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We'll get into it more. Uh, so this is the first ever episode of Gore Buddies. You can follow Anthony Gallo. What's your Twitter handle if you want oh, to get me, that out? It is Pico de Gallo. Let me get the eggs as well because there's an underscore in there. And then my, uh, you can always follow me at the Hoff WFAN. Hold on. And I'm verified. You know, I'm just no big deal. Yeah. It's a Pico de underscore Gallo or Gallo um, is my Twitter and my IG is just Pico de Gallo 24. Yeah, do I have a do I have an IG? I think I do. I think it's the I'll tell you right it now. It might be the Hoff WFAN as well. I don't know. It might be the real Hoff. I have a bunch of things that I don't remember. I think I have a TikTok as well that I've been using about seven months. Just basically, I have a right. hidden TikTok, but it's because I don't post on it. I just use it to monitor the Hoff WFAN is Hoff's Ooh. IG. There we go. All right, so we'll this will be the first. We're actually probably going to put out all these episodes at the same time. Maybe yes, this is pre-recorded, obviously. What do you mean? Whatever date. <laughs> Insert. This is insert date now. Hell, the Gore Buddies might be gone by now. We might have other. Might have to change the name. But Gore Buddies is a sick name. It is. Good job by you and your friends. Yes. Well, Who's this sure? one was me, but it, at the help of Stuart Kovacs, who works here with Stu? us. Stu, big and, horror fan. No. Oh. I wish. And my buddy Miles was not a big horror fan, but they helped me work through some names. Were you guys all smoking up while you? were No, no. I am the only one. <laughs> they were just listening to me. Go, just... <laughs> what about Gore Buddies? <laughs> well, listen. We'll have more. Episodes dropped. You can listen to them all uh, wherever you get your podcast. They'll be out there. Thank you so much for listening to the Gore to Gore Buddies with Anthony Gallo. I was about to say Anthony Pico de Gallo. <laughs> that, is a, that is a great name, by the way. Pico de Gallo. Anthony Gallo and Pete Hoffman. Thank you so much for listening.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 